You're listening to On the Retire Road, hosted by Phil Calandra. Brought to you by the Calandra Radio Network. Welcome to the show, everybody. Glad you're with us. You're on the Retire Road. I'm Phil Calandra, and with me today is Trish Overton. Good morning, everybody. And I hope you're having a great week and glad you're tuning in today. So we wanted to talk together today about a topic that we get quite frequently, especially this time of year, because it, it's been revealed that the month of January, and we're now midway through the first month of 2020, that January is the number one month for divorce. Absolutely. Or yes. for, the, for the breakup. Relationship demise happens more in the month of January than any other month. And I, I guess there may be some specific reasons as to why that happens, but likely it's because the Christmas bills and everybody overspent, so the financial uh, strife is high. I also heard it's because <laughs> a lot of folks want to wait until after the Christmas season is over to keep the children happy. Well, that very well could be. But nonetheless, uh, divorce does happen. I, I have some experience at that. As do <laughs> uh, I. Unfortunately, it, it, it's never an easy situation. It's never something that um, you want to see happen, but it does happen. And unfortunately, it happens uh, frequently as we travel through life. On a side note, it's also the highest, uh, the highest rated for dating apps. What is the the month of month January? Of January. What do you mean, most traffic? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, hopefully you're divorced before you go to the dating app. <laughs> hopefully, yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why my I won't even go. No, there. don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so there's certain things and 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 in divorce when we're speaking specifically about your finances that you need to be aware of. And it is going to be different for men than it is for women. And we counsel with both men and women through divorce. Um, But certain things that women are going to have to be uh, aware of, certain things that that men are going to have to be aware of. And specifically, we could really break it down into a couple of different categories. Things that you need to uh, be ready with regard to finances prior to the divorce, and then things that you want to do along the way during divorce. And then ultimately, post-divorce, things significantly change. Whether there's kids involved or not, there's now a two-income household that's been split into two. Uh, and and in, some, in some instances, that's not equitable because one or the other spouse is a significant earner over the other. And it's not always the case. It's not always a two-income household split. True. It's sometimes a one household or one income household that's split. Yep. And so it it, it just depends. It, it's it, it's always a unique situation, and we can help regardless if it's a man or a woman. And we have helped in so many different situations. Yeah. So a couple things that I I, I think I would right out of the gate caution you on if you're having this discussion uh, and you have now come to the realization that finances need to be brought up, you really want to be wary of mel of of well-meaning advice. Every state has different laws, but you need to be careful uh, specifically when you're receiving advice from people that seems to be 
uh, maybe a one-size-fit-all solution, whether you read it online or you received it from a friend or a family member. Or your hairdresser. Somebody that's been through a divorce. Uh, if you're unsure whether you should move money, change accounts, or make any other financial moves pre-divorce, you really need to consult with an attorney or a financial advisor that has uh, credentials and and. Ad- experience, I would say, in this in this realm. Because a lot of well-meaning people give you their opinion, and that's really all it is. So everyone's situation is, is different, and you need to be careful of the advice you receive. There's a lot you can do before that, though, Phil. You can gather all statements. You can make sure you have all passwords. You can make sure that your taxes are all paid. You can make sure there's a lot of things you can do before you... you reach out to an attorney or a financial advisor. Well, a- absolutely. And I think that that also would lead us to another thing to do pre-divorce. Really begin to understand what the expenses of the family are. Track your expenses. As soon as you know that divorce may be inevitable, begin tracking your household income and your expenses. This is not only going to help you build a budget post-divorce, whether it's a man or a woman, but it is also going to be crucial for your attorney or for you collectively to be able to equitably uh, end the marriage. And financially, that can be sometimes very difficult to do. Absolutely. And you need to make sure that you know exactly where all of the assets are located. Know know where all of the debts are located. Know all of the passwords. Know exactly where the tax situation is. You need to know everything. Well, the key there, I think, is the documentation. Absolutely. You have to have documentation of every asset account, uh, all the debts, uh, all the financial records that you can put your hands on, because ultimately the, the financial records tell the story of your marriage's financial health. And gathering these documents can be tedious. It's it's time-consuming. In a lot of instances, one or the other spouse that's not actively day in and day out engaged in the in the management of the household finances, they might not even know what all the accounts are or where they uh, where they may be positioned or have custody. Where are they in uh, 401k accounts? Are they in banks? And gathering the documents is critical, but you also have to have an awareness of what the family assets are. And it's a process. The whole, the big picture, it's a process. It's not a one and done shot. You don't just go in and have an appointment and you're divorced. It's a process. It's a long drawn out thing. It's emotional and it's a hard, arduous process. And there are people that will help you. So let me give you a a quick list of things that you may want to begin uh, gathering. These are potential accounts that the family has accumulated over time. Number one, obviously any checking or savings account statements. If you can get a prior year, an entire year's worth electronically, that would be preferred. Retirement account statements, current statement, and any contributions that uh, have or haven't changed. Investment account statements for the past year. Uh, ledgers for any loans, including your your primary mortgage, maybe it's a auto loan, a home equity line of credit, any personal loans, past year of those. Uh, credit card statements, an entire year of credit card statements. And let me caution you: there may or, they may or may, may or may not be more than one credit card, and there may or may not be credit cards in the the a spouse's name that you're not aware of. Um, recent pay stubs would be important. 
uh, list of assets and debts brought into the marriage and those accumulated since marriage would be very, very important. And then, as you mentioned, Trish, the, the income tax returns. And I'd say at least the past three years yeah, of years. tax returns would be very, very important. Here's another uh, a list of things that are important. Birth certificates, Social Security cards, passports, um, mortgage and home equity loan documents, um, any property deeds, car loans, anything that you can think of, beneficiary information, health insurance information, anything that you can think of, safety deposit box information. Good Gather one, yeah. all of that information and put it together for all of the past at least three years. Yeah, that's good information. Uh, the other thing I'd say is in divorce, you need to prepare for resistance. Now, not all divorces end uh, in, in a disastrous fashion, but in amicable, in amicable divorces, there's usually an, a simple free exchange of information and it can be relatively easy to gather and have, have, have it all on the table. However, in adversarial situations, in difficult divorces, one spouse or another might not uh, want to release documents unless they're legally forced to do so. And this is especially likely if one spouse controlled the, high, the, the household finances and the other spouse was uh, kind of left uh, not controlling or not knowing what was going on. So you very well can decrease the likelihood of confrontation by gathering the important paperwork before you end up filing the divorce. And even if relations, the relationships seem cordial, uh, you can anticipate rough patches because in a lot of cases, with or without kids, you're dividing up, uh, in many cases, years and years and years of a collective life's work. Uh, and then when you have children to consider and parenting design and desire, that also throws a complexity into it. And I always say you never know a person, truly know a person until you go through a situation like that. And you, you never know what to expect or a behavior can change on a dime when you're going through a, dis, uh, a situation like that. It's sort of like when we see our clients after a death. You never know how someone's going to act until they're in a situation like that. So just prepare. Be as prepared as you can going in. Yeah, and I would say prior to uh, getting into the divorce discussions, really refrain from any big financial decisions. The divorce proceedings are going to be complex as, uh, enough, and it will determine all of the major financial changes, the division of assets, the division of property. So it might be tempting to uh, get a jump on task, like adjusting your, your beneficiaries to life insurance, uh, but it's absolutely the, the, the right thing to do to wait. You don't want to make any big financial decisions like changing beneficiaries or your will or your retirement accounts. Uh, there'll be plenty of time to do that, and you're going to have to do that in an equitable fashion, especially if a court, for whatever reason, gets involved in the division of the marital assets and estate. And the good news is you have people like us that can help you through the entire process, whether it's something you're contemplating, something you're already in the process of doing. Uh, we can look over documents. We've helped so many folks with settlement agreements. We've helped them uh, as they're contemplating it. Uh, we've helped them after the fact. Um, there are a lot of different people that can help you through the whole process. 
Yeah, and it is likely you're going to need to get some help because separating your joint finances can be very sticky. And much of the process really depends on state law in, in many cases. Every state is different, but you need to treat all income, assets, and debts as if they're part of a single pot and they're ultimately going to be divided. Emptying that pot or even dipping into it uh, more than usual lets us recommend that you need to be more conservative. Be more conservative in your spending and obviously uh, be cautious of what you're uh, cognizant of what you're saving and spending because in the time of transition and divorce, it's very easy to uh, lose sight that, that uh, at least in the state of Georgia, most marital uh, property is going to be divisible by two. That's not always the case, um, and there may be adjustments to the balance sheet within the family, but be careful and be conservative while you're going through the, the steps leading up to the final, the final divorce. Anything you want to add from a women's perspective or a viewpoint that maybe you've seen through, through your years? just that you need to know when to get help and there is help out there. Um, don't leave your home unless you are physically in danger. Um, otherwise it could be considered abandonment. We're here for you. Uh, I'm here for you. Reach out. We're here. Anytime you need it, we can help, like I said, through any part of the process. We are definitely here. We've helped so many women through the whole entire process. Uh, 678-218-5925, calandrafinancial.com, at Calandra Financial Facebook. Uh, Phil and I have both been through divorces, some of us through multiple divorces. (laughs) Uh, That's all. Well, I I think that there's there's other things. I, I think of women that I've canceled through divorce, and typically, and this isn't always the case, but... Uh, if you're leaving a marriage, you want to make certain that you can protect yourself. In the initial stages, you want to have access to money. You want to have access to credit. Uh, Many women find themselves at the beginning of the divorce process without enough money to even go get uh, hire a qualified attorney or to come in and have a conversation with us. They don't feel like they, they have adequate knowledge of where the household finances are, and that can add to the complexity and the, the stress. So I would say women, uh, maybe more so than men, need to have more visual awareness of where the assets are, how much credit can they access, and when they need to go find, it, find their divorce team, they need to be informed. In a lot of cases, women are not, and that's just not a... I'm not being a sexist opinion, but I would just say in general, um, men have more control over the the purse, if you will, than than women in the marriage. So that puts them a little bit in a in a in an awkward in a in a difficult situation if they don't know where the money is. Because we've seen that where now all of a sudden you don't have just the stress and the heartbreak of going through the divorce, but now one or the other spouse doesn't have the financial means to even carry on. Um, and and we haven't even talked about funding for the children's day-to-day activities. So I'd say be very careful of that. Um, And knowing what you own and gathering all the information is the beginning stages of that. Even in a two-high-earner marriage, that has been true. Um, I just say 
educate yourself, gather all your documentation, call us if you need us. Yep. So if if January is the is the most busy month for divorce or separation, and you find yourself in that situation, uh, life will move on. You'll get past it. Likely, you'll get past it in a better way. So if you need our help, please reach out to us. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You've been on the retired road. This is Phil Calandra, and with me has been Trish Overton. Talk to you next time. Thank you.